0: Welcome to Anecdotally Speaking, a podcast to help you build your business story repertoire. Hi everyone, I'm Sean Callahan,
1: And hey everybody, I'm Mark Shank.
0: Now Mark, I think you're the, the man with the story this time around. Uh, what have you got
1: for us? My turn in the chair this week. Um, right, so sometimes when you want people to take action, it can be harder than you might think. And a... Guy called uh, Howard Levithan, who was a social psychologist, he found this out back in the 1960s. So he was at Yale Uni and he was thinking, How do I get, how, I want to do an experiment and, and just to, to see if I can get people to change their behavior. And at the time, the Uni uh, had this, uh, the Uni Health Center were giving free tetanus vaccinations or inoculations. And so he thought, Ah, okay, how do I get the senior students? to to get a tetanus uh, inoculation, so he set up an experiment and he created two booklets. Uh, both booklets explained essentially the same stuff about a tetanus. But one of them had a. It was called the low fear version, which is kind of a dispassionate description of the disease and why why uh, the inoculation is important. And there was a high fear version, which kind of had quite a you know dramatic descriptions of kids having uh, tetanus seizures and, and 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 graphic pictures of uh, somebody with a, a a tracheotomy scar and urinal catheters and you know
0: yucky. <laughs> so, did they have frothing you know? at the mouth and uh, any of
1: that sort I'm of stuff? I I, Locked, jaw, no, I wouldn't be surprised i wouldn't be surprised <laughs> so uh and, and so half the students got the low fear version half the students got the high fear, uh, high fear version and they then did a questionnaire uh, after the after they read the bookets and both sets of students had a pretty good understanding of tetanus yeah from a kind of this is what it is and this is how it affects you type of thing and the, but the real test is did students go and get inoculated and after one month, only 3% of the participating students had gone and gotten inoculated. So, Is that right? <laughs> uh, yeah, so Leveson, Leveson's kind of going, have I stuffed this up? Right, like, yeah. Well, what went wrong? Was there something wrong with the structure of the experiment? And you know, he had it validated by other by by other academics and nope, there was nothing wrong with the setup of the experiment. Uh, then he thought, well, maybe there's some social stigma attached to you know, getting inoculations. Anyway, they they couldn't figure out uh, why there was such little behavior change. But he thought, I want to try it again. So he he ran the same experiment using the same booklets with one slight uh, difference. Both booklets had an additional page with a map of the campus and a circle drawn around the health center. So it's clearly marked on the map. Right. And also clearly marked were the times that the health center was open for inoculations. And a month later, uh, 28% of the participating students have had, uh, have gone and got their tetanus uh, inoculation. Uh, that's a massive increase, like an eightfold uh, increase over the first experiment, just by the addition of a tiny little map. One of the interesting things, though, is that he was kind of looking at, does fear drive more behavior change? Yeah. And no, it doesn't, because the the number of participants was about 50-50, the low fear uh, and high fear booklets who went and yeah. got their inoculation. Oh, wow. And so one of the, the lessons from this is that if you're asking people to change... And or to, to do something that you know is a little unusual or a little uncomfortable, perhaps, then not only do you need to you know give them the information, but you have to make it really easy for them. And so, just adding the map made it super easy, and it turned in... And, and so I, I read this in uh, in Gladwell's book Tipping Point, and, and his right. summary is that uh, they took something uh, concrete and turned it practical, and turned it into something very practical. Uh, so rather an abstract lesson in in kind of medis- medical risk, uh, along with the hundreds of other uh, lessons that they get uh, uh, in there the because studies, just make it practical, make it easy for them to do.
0: It's interesting. It reminds me of you know, of course, the Heath brothers who wrote uh, Made to Stick, and uh, their chapter on uh, keep it simple or make it simple or something like that, which is sort of the same message, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, ah, good, yep. excellent. Right, so let's let's think about this story then, and um, what are the bits in it that we like? You know, what are the bits that stand out for us? Um, go. You got an idea? What do you like? Oh, uh,
1: well, I, I like some of the surprising elements of it. There were some bits of this that I was very surprised at. Yeah. Um, firstly, the low take-up rate—the you know three uh, percent who went and got inoculated—but I was also very surprised that uh, that, that there was a a, a proportionate you know, like half and half, low fear, high fear, uh, states that went and, and got the inoculations after the second intervention.
0: Yeah, exactly. As soon as I heard that, I, it, it triggered thoughts about and does this fit with my experience? You know, and uh, mm. so that that was a
1: uh, um, that's an interesting one. Get you gets you thinking, that's for sure. Um, it does, and I I, I I did not read the original research. I, I, I read that uh, from Gladwell's book, Tipping Point, and I am I am going to read the original research because, of course, Gladwell's trying to make a particular point with that story in his book about yes. stickiness. And so yeah. it's possible that he's taken an interpretation that you might be able to take uh, different interpretations from reading the original research. So I'm going to have a look
0: at that. I mean, I like the in terms of uh, other elements in the story. I mean, you get a lot of credibility if the scientist is from Yale, so that's uh, mm-hmm. that's a good thing. Um, I think it's interesting that it's, you know, from the 1960s, so it's almost like, hey, you know, we've known this for some time now. Um, I would have loved to, I mean, it's not particularly the storyteller's role uh, to particularly do this, but, you know, if you're a researcher, it'd be great to know some of the other studies that backed it up. Wouldn't it be good if you could sort of say well, you know, there was a, a meta study done in 2004 which showed, you know, out of 640 of these studies, you know, blah blah, blah. Now that would, that would be a kick-ass uh, paper to have but um, um, but, you know, I think you know, the fact that it's data driven you know, database, not database, data driven, data evidence driven, I think that's a, a really important part of the story
1: um, yeah. So just just back to that point that you made about the the additional research stuff, and and absolutely would would uh, be valuable from a researcher perspective, but for a business person trying to use this to make a point, you don't need to go and do that.
0: Yes. Yes. Uh, yeah. Most I would say that's true for ninety nine percent of the cases, right? Unless you work in a, a research organisation, and then
1: then you might be <laughs> stuffed. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, if you're if you're a uni academic and you're standing yeah. up in front of other academics and you're yeah, yeah you're pulling you that one you out, yeah, good. What about things that would make
0: this story even better? What for you would um, help the story out?
1: Well, I, I think that there is uh, there's a few things. That's a bit of a complicated story to tell. Yeah, you know, at one level it's pretty straightforward, but there's there's a few facts that need to be that, that are important.
0: And I think getting that uh, rich picture of what happens from the high fear account of, you know, of not having the vaccine, you know, because you've got oh, to build yeah. that rich picture, don't you? You know, like, because we know that one of the things that really drives retelling of stories, and this comes out from actually the Heath Brothers, uh, one of the Heath Brothers uh, research, uh, is the, um, the emotion of disgust. Right, so if something's disgusting. It's usually got to do with bodily fluids, which particularly make it disgusting. But if you can throw that in, it's more likely <laughs> people will remember that story and retell it. In fact, the memory champions use that as a mechanism to, you know, remember uh, key things. Uh, there's a lot of smearing of bodies with things. Anyway, we won't go into that. Um. <laughs> um while I think of it, going back to good things, I really like the fact that the story sort of heads in one direction and then kind of nothing happens. And he goes, oh, my God, maybe there's something wrong with my research. And so he makes that little tweak and then he gets the interesting result. So that that change in direction, I think, is a, a
1: really strong part
0: of that story, right?
1: Yeah, but you're going, well, why, why did it fail? What happened? And... Yeah. Yeah. That's that's a really good device in a story is that keeps your listener going, Yeah, yeah, yeah. What did happen? Yeah, exactly. And they kind of exactly. they, they they become engaged with the story uh, yeah. through that process.
0: Yeah. yeah. Um but what else? What else could we add to that story, do you think? Um well, you know, it is all depends if uh, I'm just thinking, you know, maybe one thing you could do but it might make the story too long, for example, is to actually tell the story of one of the students. Or, you know, if you had this information, who knows if you do? Um, You know, one of the students or or one of the students of each of the, you know, sort of no fear, high fear categories. I don't know. It might just add another layer of flavour and richness to the story. But then again, I think it might might make it complicated.
1: Well, and again, it it is it's about context and where you're doing this. If you're in a team meeting, you want people to to try again on something, or you know, there's a you know that your your change change results aren't having much uh, traction, then you just well, you'll just tell the bare bones version and say, look, yeah, you know, we need to make it easy for people. If you're on stage and you've got an hour and you want to make a key point about this, then yeah, then totally getting that expanding it out and, and, and decompressing some of the, 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 the information and make you know bringing in individual students that would be fantastic
0: yeah yeah now you're right context is uh, absolutely the thing um, what are we what do you reckon where would we use it Mark? So, like if you were
1: to use this in a business context where where would you put it? Oh, yeah. I think we've already hinted at a few of them but one of them is in a change application right? Where you've got a team and you want the team to make it easy. You go, oh, here's a story, da-da-da. So when we're asking people to change uh, around this uh, IT implementation, we have to make it super easy for them to change. Yeah. Uh, So I think it's like really effective, uh, really appropriate for that application.
0: You're right. Absolutely. I think the other one, too, is sort of built into almost like the methodology of the research, which sort of gives a hint at how small things can make a a difference, you know with a little tweak to his experiment, he then gets uh, you know an interesting result, so that's a, another thing that I think we could pull out of that story um, It'd be good if you're working with a group of people who were trying to make a change, but you wanted to add that as another element you know if you want to get that across hey guys we've got to do some experimentation on this, right you know because we 're not going to get it right first time, so that could yeah. be it
1: yeah I, I i absolutely And social change any issues around social change this this story is a, a useful uh kind of springboard yeah for yeah. for talking about how do you do that so uh, i remember the oh, years ago uh, some uh, advertising that were encouraging people to save water and the just a simple an image of a of a a tap dripping into a bucket and just a piece of data, a dripping tap uh, fills a bucket every hour. Make sure your taps are turned off.
0: Yeah, right. right. Fix and your taps.
1: Yeah. yeah. And and they they might not have landed on that first time, uh, but if they'd have experimented, what they're doing there is they're making it really easy for me to make a difference.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's right. It's, it's making it concrete. Yep. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, cool. Yeah. Fantastic.
0: Okay. Well, let's... Let's give it a rating then, Mark. Um, I think. Uh, let me see. I think I give this. A, I think I'll give this a six um, for me. Um, primarily because I've, i I wonder whether it goes counter to some people's experiences to the point where um, they go, "Oh no!" But fear does make a big difference, and that they can't get over that to get the Mm -hmm. point of this story. And so, you know, they're thinking about, you know, all the different ways politicians use fear to, you know, to generate votes or whatever, uh, that that might get in the way for the successful application of this story. Again, it will depend on the context.
1: Yeah, and I'm, I'm, I'm exactly with you. I want to read the original research. So the more we talk about this, the more I want to read the original research and really understand it. And, and is this just a a a kind of pop culture uh recreation of what was in the the original research so uh and yeah as you say a, our experience is that uh, but you know you look at us politics fear is used all the time as a uh, to, to um, get votes that's right so so it it, it i don't know it's questionable it's, question- it's questionable. there's questions there's questions yeah. but if we just if if we just take the story in its in it's for the story's sake and and you chose a very simple point around change management making it easy for people i think it's got some it's got good merit but i'm only giving it a 6 as well
0: right okay there you go a story of uh, fear versus non-fear about making sure you give clear instructions you know what's going to happen next i think that's the key point isn't it oh well, so
1: you need is. to make it easy for people to sign up for the podcast and subscribe
0: there you go, that's right, exactly. How, how do we do that? go go to your favorite podcast app and download it and press the subscribe button uh, one click away and yeah then you then you're off and running. You can have this these episodes arrive onto your smartphone on a weekly basis on a Tuesday
1: morning. that's when they arrive so um.
0: Good. Thank you for So the just search button. for search
1: for anecdotally speaking or open your podcast app, search for anecdotally speaking, hit the subscribe button and give us a rating. That would be so you fantastic. Can,
0: you can tell Mark and I haven't scripted our uh, <laughs> here.
1: This is you know, this is one of the great things you get. It's
0: it is it is an actual conversation. Well, guys, um thanks again. This has been great. Uh thanks for listening to Anecdotally Speaking. And of course, yeah, come back next week, tune in. For another episode of how to put your story to work. Bye for now. Anecdotally speaking was engineered by Dave Stokes from author to audio.